0: Hey, it's Domestic Dawn, Josh Landers. Uh, I guess it's week three of quarantine. Week four, I think it's week four. Uh, How's everybody holding up? How you guys doing? Um, I gotta say, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. It takes a little getting used to not being able to go out to the store like a normal human being or go to a restaurant, uh, go to a bar for a little bit of a old crow. But it hasn't been that bad. I mean, I'm kind of fortunate for once in my life that I'm still getting paid from the shitty job I have but that's a lot better than a lot of millions of other people out there who aren't getting paid at all um and that's usually me usually having some crap job where I can't get paid remotely and and do anything remotely um but it feels okay that feels fairly normal and fucking all the money that we're probably saving on gas that's something I just realized the other day and again our commute's not that far uh, mine's about 20 minutes, uh, 15 to 20 minutes one way. My wife says a little bit longer, about an hour back and forth. It saves money, it saves money. Our, our, our cars are fucking loving us. Probably. Uh, I haven't, I don't think I've started my truck in the last six or seven days. Cause what's the point? Where, where can you go? Uh, beer runs have been a thing for me that I do. I try to space them out as much as I can, but that's been, that's been my sanctuary. Like usual, you know, just that's, that's what happens. Um, but not so bad, not so bad. Family life s- still intact as the divorce rights claim, uh, uh, climb. and uh, the domestic violence has got to be off the fucking charts. Uh, I heard that was definitely on the rise, which is sad, it's always sad. But you know what, pick your, pick your mates better. Um, no, no, it's, it's an issue, it's an issue, right? It has to be an issue out there, where kids are getting fucking annihilated by their drunken dad or mom. Uh wives are getting beaten left and right and don't forget about the men. Men are getting their ass kicked too out there. It's happening. Uh and what happened to me too? Me too's gone. Everything's gone. I don't think we're doing any fucking nuclear warfare anymore. Uh is it, the economy's collapsing, of course, but that's been happening for years and years and years. Is, is there a political thing going on right now? Is there anything political being politicized? Yeah, of course there is. Uh we're still having elections, I guess. Is that is that a thing still? What I'd love to see after this, and I made this call a long time ago, uh, well before we had the uh, uh, n- like the actual self isolation and the and the qu- more of the quarantine lockdown, I knew this was going to change the world. And I'm not some fucking smart person here. I'm not some prophetic uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, or you know I not, n- not at all no Nostradamus. Uh, I am Nostradamus because I got my big old fucking hook Junos. But I'm not Nostradamus here. But it, it, I could see it. I could see it coming. What's going to happen? Education is fucked. Absolutely fucked. And I cannot be pr- more proud of myself that I'm getting out of this field. Because I just don't see a way it's going to recover. At least in the near future. And uh, teaching remo- remotely, like I said, is awesome. This distance learning shit. Teachers are dying because they feel like, oh, I can't connect with my students. I love this shit. I don't have to see them. I don't have to deal with them. All I have to do is post assignments, and they get it, and they send them in. I I know there's teachers out there doing, like, Zoom meetings with their entire classroom. Fuck that. Never going to happen. Never going to happen with me. I'm taking that paycheck and doing the best that I can to give them some sort of learning environment. But the classes I have, it's pretty pretty self-guided. I'm not going to lecture them. I'm not going to give them some uh, podcast-style rant about Shakespeare or fucking romanticism or the movement uh, of poetics and the rhythm and, the, and the, how to write uh, Teresina or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. I, I'm not a poet. I don't know. I just teach it. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's dying. It's going to die. Education has been dying for years. Let's face it. It's, it's done. It's too fucking expensive. There's too much goddamn debt a fucking a, a degree doesn't get you shit anymore. It might get you in the door possibly, but then you have to go get your master's and your fucking PhD if you want to do anything in this world that requires those, and I think those are now gone cuz we're seeing who the important people are. And who are the fucking important people? People that I've been in the past. Out of my 40 whatever fucking jobs now, I have been those important people before. Retail. Yep. Fucking vastly important. I went to Trader Joe's the other day. Wonderful experience. Outside of standing in line, for 20 minutes, which isn't even that bad, but standing in line six feet apart, and I was actually wearing a mask, which I kind of felt like, fuck, should I, should I not? I'm usually the, the dildo out there, because, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to get shit, but I'm getting I'm getting older. What if I have it? What if I'm one of those asymptomatic uh, people that have it? Uh, I don't want, I, you know, maybe I, maybe I care about humanity more now. Maybe this has really started to turn me around to care for people that I'm not in love with uh, and that I don't care about. Uh, and have some sort of maybe even, even friendship with. Uh, maybe, maybe it's showing the light in my own soul that has been covered by darkness and in some weird abyss of my faulty liver for the last 25 years. Maybe it's a good thing for everybody. But Trader Joe's wonderful experience. It's like, fucking, it's like going to a party now that you weren't invited to and everybody there is nice and not looking at, at you like you're some creepy guy jacking the beer from the refrigerator standing in the corner kind of averting your eyes from the rest of the group no this is this is this is the party now this is where we're at and I spent way too much money uh, I'm not hoarding but I'm just like I don't want to do, do this again when I don't want to stand in line just to go to the fucking grocery store uh, and that's what they're telling us to do the Trader Joe's employees happy as can be happy as pie right sweet as pie sweet as pumpkin pie and they're coming out and they're fucking you know they got their they got their masks on and gloves but they still got their fucking uh, Hawaiian shirts on uh, a little different vibe but still friendly and they're coming out and say, okay, folks, let's just give you a few heads up. Some things are, you know, you can only buy two of. For whatever reason, r- reason fucking uh, uh, fried rice, frozen fried rice are going fucking off the shelves like fucking wildfire. I don't know why. That's a weird one. But some things are labeled two only. Uh, some things obviously you can't hoard. You can't, I can I'm not buying nine gallons of milk because it's going to go fucking bad. I'm not going to buy four dozen a- eggs. It probably won't go bad, but it, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not hoarding the shit that does, it's going to go rotten. But we're being, you know, generous to, I guess, the rest of the population possibly that needs to shop more regularly. Um, and we, we don't, but that's, and they even said, like I said, they suggested get more than you should. So you don't have to do this again. And it'll help other shoppers who need to come more often. For whatever need, more dire need situations, they can get in and out quicker, uh, and that's what I did. I just bought, you know, instead of one bag of tortilla chips, I bought two uh, snacks for the kids because we've got a fucking just a a, a menace of a garbage disposal of a teenager that doesn't stop fucking eating anything. So it's like snack after fucking snack. So I'm probably have to go back this weekend for goddamn snacks because um, he won't eat the, sh- the the healthy shit that we have. He only he only wants the shit. He's a teen. He's a fucking teenager. I was like that too. Fucking if we didn't have little Debbie Swiss Miss, Swiss Swiss Miss. What was it called? Swiss cakes. Little Debbie Swiss cakes and little uh, Debbie uh, oatmeal cream pies and fucking star. What was it? Star clusters. What's the fuck with they- it? I can't remember. All, all all that shit. If my mom didn't pile us and inject us with those things full of diabetic rage, and and giving her children that choice of diabetes. Uh, I, I would have wanted more. I would have wanted more sugar and more sugar. So I guess it's normal, but he's eating us out of house and home. Um, and again, we're, but we're get, we're trying to, we're trying to make it work here. This is the only way to get through it. And I can't really say much about it. I can't tell him, oh, you're eating junk food, son. Don't do that. It's bad for your body. When well, I'm doing fucking beer runs for no reason other than I need beer. And yes, that is an essential assignment. Assignment. That is an essential, uh, uh, need, uh, and it's an essential assignment for me to go get beer. Uh, but it's not actually necessary. But this has become my new happy hour. That's what I found. And I was never a go out a lot type of guy, but my wife would m- my wife and I would try to go out probably once a week to go have a date night. Uh, go to happy hour, uh, you know, get a couple drinks, get an appetizer, get away get away from the fucking kids for a while. And that which is needed and necessary and that's going to be needed and necessary more than ever after this shit. You're going to see more divorce rates like we talked about, but you're going to see more people who actually got through this shit as a couple and survived as a couple without any death th- threats or fucking black eyes or or uh, the unseen injuries of the punch to the gut. Uh, which by the way, if you're going to have that domestic violence tendency just do some rib shots but don't don't bruise don't let them bruise kidney shots you know those don't bruise only internal only internal bleeding out there but are the cops coming to your door i don't think so they don't want to get close to your ass because you might have it you got you might have the covid um but yeah, the new happy hour, that's, that's what it's become for me. So my little trips out that I make, and another thing that you got to be fucking smart on, which usually I'm not, and I hear all these conspiracy theories, ah, fuck it, take your kids to the store, it doesn't matter, bring your own fucking family. Family of six, bring them. Bring them with you. you got a baby and a baby carrier, bring them. Car seat, bring it. Right. Just put them, fucking latch them right on top of your shopping cart, cough all over them, it's fine. And hopefully those will be the people that will be weeded out after this. Uh, but go by yourself. I know you've heard this before, I know other podcasters are talking about it, the fucking media is talking about it, but it kind of is nice. It is nice when you just see one person in, you know, in front of you in line, rather than the whole fucking uh, gaggle uh, of dirtbags. And I miss the dirtbags though, That's I do miss them. And it seems like only the responsible folk now that are out, which is not good for inspiration. Not good for inspiration because sometimes I needed those happy hours for inspiration. And when I could escape even on my own in the past, I would go to a bar by myself possibly or a brewery or whatever fucking posh uh, asshole place I'd go to as a Northern California resident at this time uh, because I'm better than you. That's just just what it is. I'm better than you because I'm paying way too much money to live here. But I would do that. That's where I get my inspiration from. I'm like fucking Charles Bukowski, you know... Think about being holed up with that motherfucker, right? Or Larry Brown, the great Southern writer who died too early, who was a family man as well, and a firefighter, a fire chief. But that's where he got his inspiration from was bars, his friends, people he didn't know that went to bars a lot. It's drinking. It's a drinking society, and I am one of those people. I'm part of it. So that's where I usually find a lot of my inspiration from is, is that, and I don't have that anymore. So now I just have the supermarket. Now I just have going these do these trips once a week, like I said, for my happy hour. So I'd go to this local delicatessen, right, not too far from our house, and it's one of those delis that kind of is a nice upscale sort of deli. They have good sandwiches, they have like fucking uh, packaged olives, they got some like fucking goat cheese and shit, but they also have a little, they have a nice beer selection, good alcohol selection. So I'd go grab a beer from there, not get anything to eat, but just get a beer and then go park somewhere in isolation and have that, that's my happy hour, sit on the tailgate when no one's around, look at the sky. Look at the beautiful parts of nature that are now no longer being inundated with stupid fucking people trying to stay healthy. Uh, but it, it, those people are gone. Now the wolves are coming back and the fucking coyotes, God love them, are coming back. You have deer. Deer are starting to prance around knowing like, shit, no one's going to fucking shoot me or hit me with the grill or their Chrysler. You know, it's a golden age now. It's a golden age for the environment and animals. But again, that's my happy hour. But then I was I was thinking about it. That's been no different than any other thing that I've done in the past. So that's why I haven't been affected by this at all. Uh, That's what I would do anyways. I've always been the dirtbag to be like, well, I don't really have any friends. I can't really go anywhere to drink at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So ah, I'll just get a beer and sit in my truck and listen to the radio. All right, listen to music or listen to a podcast and just sit there. Calling sick to work. Fuck it. Fuck it. Who wants to go to work anyways on a beautiful Tuesday in September. Nobody what does. Nobody. So I'd do that any I did that all the time. Parks were always great for that. Find some isolated place by a river to sit on if you have the luxury to have running water by you. Go to the ocean if you have that chance. But don't go to the where all the dipshits are at. Don't go where they're playing fucking volleyball and frisbee and smash ball. Where all like the hot dudes and chicks take off their clothes. Don't do that. Go to some place where nobody goes. Some fucking isolated cliff where you, you you have a moment where you feel like you could just you could just teeter the front tires of your car over the edge and plunge into the sea unnoticed. Go to those places. But hopefully you won't have those thoughts now. Because we're the last remaining parts of society. The isolationists. The people who will get this get through this unscathed. Even be stronger mentally because of it. The people who are uh, uh, looked at as odd and reclusive and uh, uh, fucking lepers to a certain extent. The people are like, oh, you don't want to come out? Why don't you come out? Because I make stupid mistakes when I go out. I have too much whiskey at the end of the night when I go out. That's why I don't like to go out. I get in trouble at home because I spend too money on dumb shit when I go out. I eat like shit, right? I'm trying to be the healthy drunk here. I'm trying to stay in kale shake shape. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm fine with that. Mentally, I think I'm doing okay. These are the only people I really talk to anyways is my kids and my wife. But now they're fucking here all the time. So that is something that's been troublesome. Usually they leave early in the morning. Earlier than I usually get up and get ready for my job. When when we're back to normal. Or when when we were normal at once. One point. But so that I used to love that, that front door closing. And I could hear... The old Subaru, the Subs starting up. And I know my wife and my children were leaving the driveway. And it's just a little breath of... uh, Just a little sigh of relief. Like, oh, now I'm fucking alone. Now I'm alone. That's gone. That is absolutely, horrifically gone. That's not happening anymore. I can't duct tape my kids to the bed. Uh, My son will sleep all fucking day if we let him. But my poor little daughter, she's up by 630 30 up as fucking sprightly as a chipmunk on on nut day uh she's up hey good morning how's everybody doing how'd you sleep ah let's play let's turn on the lights let's do this let's do that she's up she's wet ready to go rearing to go um but that those days are gone i'm just like oh fuck me uh can, can i just sleep a little bit more can my wife take you away from here to make breakfast? Yeah, she does that still anyways. But I, I just feel bad because uh, I can't sleep in. I can't just lay here like a dipshit and look at porn uh, in the comfort of my own bed for the next half hour. I can't do that as much as I, I would. I would. And we're all going to fall back to normal. This is not going to last. Yeah, the disease might be out there. It's going to change. It'll get different. Uh, it'll, something else will kill us. we got this comet supposedly hovering around. Right, three weeks from now is that what it is now the fucking end of the day end of days end of days Comet is now coming and we're not going to concern ourselves with that because we got this virus that will give us a cough and kill us and you know pump fluid into our lungs from our own immune system so we got that to worry about we're not going to worry about some fucking massive ball of rock that will destroy us like destroy the dinosaurs millions of years no it's not going to happen some poor Brontosaurus standing in the fucking field eating his leafy greens because all the T-Rex have died off. He's like, oh, I got nothing to worry about. Ah, what the fuck is that? It's a ball of fire coming to end you. If we see that in the sky, it might be a a luxury. It might be a warming gift from Mother Nature. Be like, you guys have fucked up so much with this fucking COVID shit. We told you. We told you. Don't fucking go out. Wear masks and gloves. Don't listen to the fucking conspiracy theorists. The government's not going to help you. Democrats or Republicans will not help you. They want you to die. They want you to perish in the worst way possible. So they'll, they'll be the only ones left standing. That's what they want. It's been all a joke on both sides for a long time. All of this shit. They knew it was coming. They prepped for this for years. But they did nothing about it. So again, a big ball of fire. That fucking molten rock coming through the atmosphere and cutting through the atmosphere like a hot knife through jizz it's gonna be fucking beautiful sight and hopefully i'll just hang in the sky for a few moments longer so i could buy an expensive bottle of whiskey come home treat myself to one last shot before the earth ends but that's not going to happen either that sounds too good to be true that sounds like a fairy tale ending that's not going to happen so not again inspiration's been tough but the isolation not so much being around the wife's been better than i expected i mean we've been together long enough i guess we know when to go away from each other uh mine is the garage that's always my fucking sanctuary no matter how cluttered it gets with shit that we don't need and no matter how much crap my wife just throws into the garage i'm like "Well, i guess this is what we're, we're storing this now and i have to find some corner to put it in no matter how many times that happens this is my sanctuary she has her own she can go wherever she wants outside into our room, wherever, right? But it's the kids we can't get away from. That's been a problem. That's been a little bit of a problem. Six-year-old has been fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. She actually wants to do schoolwork. She actually likes it. And she's in first grade, so it's not hard. I fucked up on math the first time. I'm like, I don't know, this, I don't know what this fucking chart is trying to say. Took a minute. Took a minute for me to do seven-year-old math again. Um, but it, that's what it was. And sh- she's turning seven in a couple of weeks. Two weeks for t- from today. She's turning seven, and she doesn't care that we can't go do anything. It doesn't seem like it's really affecting her much. She's like, oh, we get to have a party at home? We're going to have a sleepout outside. We're going to get the tent up, act like we're camping. right? We're going to have fun. As long as the weather holds up, we'll roast some marshmallows and shit and burn down the neighborhood. That'll be another fucking episode of, of living in Northern California. Uh, but that, we're used to that. We'll, I have a fire extinguisher. You know, We'll, we'll survive. But she nothing's hit her, really. But it's sad to us because she can't see her friends. We can't have a little, you know, a little get-together or party. but ah, fuck it. She's seven. She'll get over it. And my son's been weirdly okay, too, as a 14-year-old. But he doesn't leave me alone when he doesn't have his iPhone, when he doesn't have video games, when he's not doing his own schoolwork, which he's actually been doing okay with. You know, he's going into ninth grade next year. But if there is a ninth grade, if there's school anymore, but he's been doing okay with that. But it's just when he doesn't have those things to keep his mind in order, it's dad, let's go throw a football. Dad, let's go play basketball at a park. Dad, we fucking can't go to a park. We can't. And it, my wife and I were pretty pretty quick on the draw there to shut him down from going to the park and playing in the park before the parks were closed. So, just having some solo kid shooting basketball they didn't really sit well with us for whatever reason a few weeks ago because we just didn't know if there's going to be some other random neighborhood kids that will come up there all fucking breathing, all, you know, f- their fat fucking juicy mouth all over him uh, and all over the ball. The ball's a disease factory. So we're kind of, on, we're on it for once. We're saying, nah, it seems a little weird. And after the first couple initial runs to look for toilet paper, I brought my son with me. You know, that was, that was weeks ago though, But after that, we're like, nah let's shut that, that down too. Let's shut that down. So it took us a little while to just get used to everything. And he's used to it, but now it's it's different. We can't just go out. We can't just go out to a park. That's been the toughest part. So it's been the fucking daily walks. That's what we do. Everything is now patterned. You know, Bill Murray, Groundhog Day, all the shit I probably talked about in the other podcast when I was too wasted to, uh, to even know what I was saying. And this is sober. This is sober Josh talking. It's 4.15 in the afternoon. I'm still, no drinks in me. And that, g- give me a fucking pat on the back that's the luxury we have now is that's well that's one of the only i guess things that get get us away from our pattern of the daily monotony of this is that drink when's that first drink oh that first drink now i'm going to talk myself into drinking but no i'm, I'm going to stay strong tonight stay tough i got my happy hour tomorrow so take a couple days off here josh you know rest the body a little bit then we'll get back to normal then we'll go back to normal with the nor- usual happy hour bought from a local place to give them some money because they they're keeping their doors open and not hopefully breathe or cough on them or me uh, and get my get, get my happy hour drink that's okay and I have liquor here I got some beers but you know what I'm not gonna I'm not doing it I'm not doing it tonight I'm gonna hold tough right stay tough was that a new kids on the block block song hanging tough whatever it might be I wonder how they're doing I wonder how the new kids on the block are doing. I'm going know how quarantined they are probably still gay though um yeah but if you're quarantined... That's what I've been thinking about a lot, too, is like, who are people quarantined with? If you're by yourself, I can see that. That's a struggle. But think of the luxury we have with all the technology that we we can consume. Netflix, Amazon Prime, your phone, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're doing. It's Jesus Christ, it's not that hard. You do this anyways, don't you, you fat slobs? You do this anyways. You sit at home anyway. So don't tell me, that. oh, my God, this is so hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. You do this anyways. So don't take it for what it is. But I understand for those people who are struggling, by themselves, sure. But just, just you, can, you can do whatever you want. And it's the same thing you did anyway, right? You fucking expensive coffee bean buyer who makes your own roast at home. Just keep doing that shit. You know, make your fucking chia seeds shakes. Just keep doing the fucking hipster stuff that you've already done and already do. Go buy your fucking pony keg from some uh, luxurious brewery down the road, right? That is ironic because it's in a warehouse. Well, not ironic anymore. That's the normalcy. Man, I like those places. So I'm being a hypocrite here, like usual. But what if you're stuck with just someone fucking horrible, someone you hate? And you know, I mentioned Bukowski earlier. That guy would be a fucking disaster. But that would be a fucking. that would be great to be a wallflower on a household self uh, the self isolation of the Bukowski household. That would be. Brilliant. And what if it was some just whore he just picked up at some dingy bar in LA and brought her back to a shitty little one bedroom apartment and they just oh now we gotta stay in here. Oh, that'd be that would be a sitcom right there. That'd be great. it would be a better movie probably. That'd be fantastic. Boring, but a lot of booze, a lot of titty, a lot of shit going on, probably. Right? A lot of fucking dick smacking going on and, and, and kicking and bruising and whatever else. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Brilliant. But yeah, someone like that, not good. But what I was even thinking, okay, anybody that beats someone sucks. Your children, your wife, your husband, yeah, that's a bad situation. But even worse than that, even worse than that, it would beat someone that you hated. And in my mind, I'm like, God damn it, I'm so glad that my wife and I are so different. Uh, I think that what makes it a little bit easier, possibly, being together, uh, especially in this situation, because we don't like the same thing, so we could separate ourselves away from the things that we don't both appreciate. We watch wildly different shit. We barely ever agree on the same movie. I think we might try to watch Uncut Gems. Because I heard that's good. I don't know if she's going to like it or not. But we both agreed on a fucking movie for once. And we've watched a couple of them. But not often. It's usually she's on her phone watching her shit. I'm downstairs watching shit on TV. Or on my phone watching Tiger King or whatever fucking other stupid shit's out. Some horror movie. I mean, finding movies that I've watched 15 times and watching it again. That's what I do anyway. So nothing much has changed. So I think that's a separation between our own, uh, I guess, enlightenment, uh, our own enjoyment, right? Whatever we both have as hobbies, that, that, is, that is nice. We work out together sometimes when we have the chance to do it. We're trying to get our kids to do the fucking, you know, goddamn prison workouts, which isn't, which isn't bad. There's something about prison workouts. There's something about fucking Ice Cube in Boys in the Hood when he came back and he's like, man, you got big. I think it was Cuba Gooden Jr. said, yeah, all I do is work out and eat. Work out and eat. That's where we're in. So take it like Ice Cube. Take it like any fucking prisoner out there, right? Do a couple prison workouts. Get that core strong. Drink if you want to. Get over this however you can. You know, try to eat healthy if you can. Yeah, but fuck it. You know, fuck it. As long as you're doing the prison workout three, four times a week, you, you should be good. You should be all right. And I I still can't run with my knee, so I have to do these things like fucking wall sits are brutal, right? I'm doing just uh, uh, body weight uh, lunges and body weight squats just to try to strengthen my the quad where the 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 knee is still a little fucked up, but I can't run. I can't do burpees. I can't do all these, you know, fucking spider jumps and shit. But, you know, I'm getting the I'm getting the sweats going on at least. So I'm doing something here. Getting better at fucking pull-ups now, the wide grip pull-ups. I could do probably like at least maybe nine or ten in a row without fucking dying. So it's getting there. It's getting there. So it's all right. But think if you're in this situation with someone you weren't different then. Think of it's like, oh, my God, I love my wife. We're so much the same. We're both artists. Oh, we're both writers. That would be my fucking death. If I was in a house with another writer or someone who also does shitty podcasts and makes fucking videos with troll dicks, if you haven't do that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to at Domestic Dawn on Twitter and check out the shit I'm doing, the horrible, horrible shit I'm doing with claymation. It's horrifically bad. But it, it, it gives me enjoyment for an hour sometimes. So if I can escape to the garage on my little tiny bench and create fucked up characters and make them move around and and, and with the with his troll dick and do things, I'll do it. But my wife doesn't understand those. I showed her one. She's like, "What is wrong with you?" And I even had a good friend of mine. Shout out to Runkle. He said, "What's wrong with that?" Disturbed me. I'm like, "That disturbed you?" If I disturbed him, then I don't know who else I'm not disturbing. Uh, so that's what. I, but there's thank God she's not into it. Thank God, Josh, can I join you for a claymation? No, fuck you. You cannot join me on my hour. My daughter likes the little critters that I've made. You know, there's a normal horse and a, and a dragon and a, a chicken and shit. Those are fine. I'll show her that. But I can't show her the troll that I made who was the main character of my videos. He's got a big old white dick sticking out of his body. And he's naked. And she she saw it the other day. My poor, innocent, little six, soon-to-be seven-year-old daughter saw the troll with a big dick. She's like, is that his thingy? I'm like, oh, shit, I fucked up. I usually put him in this little uh, container that I have. This little chest I have. I usually am able to hide him there next to my weed. and I, But she saw it. I left him out. I'm like, fuck. But she hasn't seen the video. That's, that's okay. I'm doing good there. But if my wife wanted to do that, fuck no. We wouldn't survive. If she wanted to do a podcast with me, never, never in the world would it work. If you wanted to, Josh, you want to collaborate on a short story or a novel idea or a screenplay that you've been, no, no. I know there's couples out there, oh, I love that we're both writers. Look at the lives that we've built as writers. You haven't built lives. You've built fiction. You've built bad poems together. You guys are separate entities. You're separate people. I know you like to think it's a good thing. Think about actors being together. That'd be fucking horrible. If you're two actors both struggling to make make it in this world of Hollywood, and you're, or even one of you made it and one of you didn't, and how much bitterness would be in that household? Jesus. If you're both fucking artists, like visual artists, painters, no, it's no. it wouldn't last. So I hope the divorce rates for writers go up that are both like happy and content before all this. All the people were like, we both go to our studio in separate ways. We both go and we create until the, the burning the midnight oil together. And then we make passionate love with fucking grapeseed oil rubbed on our body. If you're one of those people, I hope you get a divorce. I really do. Because it's the people who are a little bit different in my mind that will survive. The peop- In my mind, at least. That's just me, Right. So if you're listening and you're married to another writer, you are an artist and you're married to an artiste, you're a fucking both baristas or you were at Starbucks and you now have to work the fucking midnight drive through shift and you think you're going to make it, you're not going to make it. This pandemic was made for you to get a divorce and figure out how to marry someone or at least be with someone who you disagree with. Be with someone who you don't see eye to eye with because we're used to the separate separation of thought. We're used to being separate on ideals and just how to live our life. We're separate on everything except for how to be together. So those are the people that's gonna, we're gonna pull through this. The people who think they had a fucking, my fucking marriage is so boring. We never see eye to eye on shit. She's fucking making shit again in the kitchen that she doesn't know how to make. I wanna fucking push her out of the way so I can make it because I know how to fucking season a pork chop, if, if, if you're in that relationship, you're going to be fine, right? You might catch COVID, you might get the old Corona, but you're going to survive it because you're going to go back to the life that you hated before this. It's going to happen, but that's what made you survive. That was the will you had to, to it, this, this is the will you have now. The will to, to survive is to get back to the hateful life that you had and you're going to cherish it more. You'd be like, fuck, I'm so glad I had these kids. I'm so glad I got married to you when I did. And we spent the last 20 years ago looking at each other and laying sleepless in bed and being like, what the, f- what the fuck am I here? Why did I follow you here? What are we doing? Those are the things that will bring you back together and bring us through the fucking pandemic. All right? That's it. Other people are fucked. The happy people before this are done. And again, I don't envy you. I'm actually kind of... I'm looking forward to to the demise of you. Of you people who thought your life was luxurious. Ah, you're both comedians. (laughs) You must make each other laugh so much. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because now you're checking your fucking Twitter accounts, your hits, how many likes you got, what's your new Netflix special get? More than mine, motherfucker? You're not funnier than me. I'm way funnier than you. Uh, That's ending. That's going away soon. But you know who I really feel for in this whole this whole situation is a sex addicts or even people who just like kind of casually got laid which i i envy you for doing that in the past but now i'm like i feel sorry for you man i feel sorry hearing about your exploits before i was like i don't want to hear it because i can't do that right i can't do it one i never was able to no one wanted to ever casually have sex with me they had to get to know me first have you seen me no one's going to casually have sex with me. Like, they had to get to know my personality. Thank God I have a little bit of one. But they had to like, oh, Josh is kind of a funny guy. Oh, he's kind of a cool guy. Maybe not funny, but funny looking. He's kind of he's quirky. He's a little weird. He makes some fucking off-the-wall shit jokes. And, uh, okay, I'll I'll, I'll I'll, bone him. I could have maybe done that in the past. But no one ever, oh, man, look at that guy over there. He's the hottest guy in the place. I'm going to casually suck his balls tonight. That didn't happen. So those people, I, I don't feel for you again. Right, it's good for you. Learn how to fucking learn how to not go out and casually have sex. Right, the, but sex addicts, I kind of feel for because it's just, it's like a drug addict who can't get drugs. Or like me, if they do a fucking ban on beer or alcohol, and especially beer in this country, I'm fucked. Right, I'm going prohibition style as much as I possibly can. I'm going to the fucking underground railroad. I'm fucking going Rosa Parks, sit in front of the bus to go to the brewery, it's the last day that it'll be there open and selling. I'm going to be there with as much money as I can fucking stuff in my uh, underwear. So I feel for you because that's the addiction. That's the addict. But sex addicts, man, you got to be fucking climbing up the walls. And if you're a sex addict and a drug addict, wow, you're, you're doubly fucked. But for the sex addicts out there, I think there's hope. Um, if you're out of drugs, if you're out of booze, if you're out of food, you're as an addict, you're, you know, you're, you're dead. It's not, you're not going to, survive. your heart will explode. But as sex addicts, I think you can survive because there are ways to, to survive. And as long as the supermarkets are open, I think you can make your own kind of, if you don't already have a sex doll at home, I think you can fabricate one from shit that you have in your refrigerator or, or your on your shelves. Or if you can't, go to the store because, again, you'll wait in Trader Joe's line for 25 minutes to buy an overripe melon. And that's the key because you have to buy an overripe melon. And this is for dudes, I guess. I don't know know fucking what chicks do. They don't like sex. So I don't think women are really giving a fuck. This is fucking awesome. My pussy gets a break for months. Months. I don't have to cram some horrible looking uh, crooked dick in me because he, he had a nice face. A horrible personality, but you don't have to do that anymore. But for dudes, you know, who who, we we need sex. You need that release, and you know, sometimes sex is the only thing that does it. But you, there's hope because again, like I said, Trader Joe's. Find a melon that's very overripe and go home. Take that melon home. That's your first step. Take that melon home. Save it. Let it kind of rot a little bit on the shelf because it'll turn into something you could stick your little pink dick into later on. Trust me on this. Trust me. I had a friend of a friend, and that's true. I had a friend of a friend who fucked a cantaloupe one time, and mind you, this was in the south somewhere. But he had a friend, and maybe it was him. I don't know. Shout out to KB if you ever listen to this. But he had a friend. If I remember the story correctly, he had a friend that cut a cantaloupe or put up, like, bore a hole into a cantaloupe. I don't know how big of a hole you need. I guess it's 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 all dimensional on how you are uh, endowed, but uh in your under armor pants that you've worn for the last three weeks but uh, you bore a hole in it then i believe he stuck the cantaloupe in the microwave not sure if he removed the seeds or not or bought seedless no idea but he put that motherfucker in the microwave for a couple of minutes a minute don't let it explode don't let it explode but get warm enough but not too hot not too hot sensitive down there then i believe he took it out Checked it. It's kind of like American Pie, that fucking movie, like warm apple pie, but it's warm cantaloupe. And I guess he inserted himself into that hole. And I don't know how pleasurable it was. Not sure. Uh, I'm sure he's a, he is a sex addict still. if That guy's alive, but I doubt someone like that is still alive. And if he is alive, he's probably not coping very well with this because I think cantaloupes are out of season. And I don't know if you have to buy organic cantaloupe for this to fuck one. I don't know if you have to buy it. Doesn't I don't. Does it doesn't matter? Uh, would a honeydew suffice? How about a, a, a Gaia? Is that one? Did I, I, think I, I think I just bought a Gaia melon the other day. <coughs> Corona. Um, th- any melon I get, watermelon it doesn't seem as 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 <laughs> Is that a word? Uh, the watermelon inside of a water doesn't seem as uh, um, ripe uh, for the picking. P- pardon my pun uh, of the old f- uh, female genitalia. I don't know. That's a start though. So start there, sex addict. Go from there. Then you could build like a, a woman out of what you have left in your house. Uh, and again, that's up to you. You got to be creative. You can, uh, if you have really ripe avocados, you could throw some of those in like a, a tube sock. And that would be like a like really old woman's fun bags, uh, veiny flesh bags, melons and tube socks, avocados and tube socks. You could start there. Hair, I don't know. Um, if you want someone who just took a shower, uh, linguine too thick. What would it be? What's a thin spaghetti? Spaghetti might work, right? Just, you know, cook some spaghetti up and, oh, she just took a shower. Her cantaloupe is warm. I think I'm ready. All right. I think that's enough. I think I'm, this is enough. I think my kids are almost done with their little hourly kid time where they can't bother us for one fucking hour, which never, never works. It's usually about 40 minutes. But I better get out off this before my daughter walks in and and hears me talking about warm cantaloupe because we just bought a cantaloupe last weekend and I don't want her to have any weird feelings in her life about melons or fruit in general. So I'm going to get off my troll that I've been doing claymation with. He's away. His big white dick is gone. She's not going to see that. So I think everything's okay. My son is probably still on his phone for this hour when he's supposed to be playing with his sister for a little bit. But that doesn't happen. And you know what? I'm going to let it slide. Let it slide a little bit. So kudos to all the teachers out there still doing it remotely. Kudos to everybody out there who's still surviving. And I guess non-kudos to those of you who thought you had a really good marriage or relationship before this. And it's falling the fuck apart. I'm sorry. But I'm really not. I'm really not kind of sorry. Um, and I hope you find someone unlike you in the future after this. Unlike you so much that you rarely want to be around them. Because when this shit comes again, which it will, the next fucking pandemic swings through this country and the world, you will be better off. Trust me. You're talking to a man who's miserable and is doing fine right now. Striving, actually. Going through gung-ho style through this fucking epidemic. Unless they stop the sale of alcohol. Then I may not make it. But I think they won't. I don't think they will. That would be riots on the street in my household all right so i'll talk to you guys next time stay safe wear gloves two ply wipe your ass with two squares can't spare a square life is good see you later